What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. I'm your host, Rambo, and we got another week of content for you. I'll go over the game announcements, and I spoke with a couple GenFed FCs, Spymaster and Meliodas. And uh, they told us, you know, a couple stories. We talked about how Genesis got into the war and talked about ship doctrines and game balance and much more. So let's check it out. First things first, let's get into the game announcements and patch notes. So since the last time that um, I reported on the announcements, they'd had a few posts, and what they had were some AMA sessions, and it appears that they had two AMA sessions. Now, I did not scan over all of the questions and look at them and, and parse as to what they're talking about. Um, however, that info is still up in their AMA channel. Um, however, Captain Benzi did do a pretty lengthy video uh, going further in depth into the questions and the answers that were said. So uh, check out his video if you want it really in-depth version of the AMAs, but uh, they did do two of them at different times. So there was that, and they did have a post to where the uh, devs will be doing a roundtable toward the end of this month. And so what they did, it was provided a, uh, a document for question collection. What you can do is you can add a, uh, a question to that document and maybe they will pull it and uh, answer it if they seem fit. So they have a submit your questions by December 15th, UTC plus zero. So if you have any questions, add it to the document that is in their announcements channel on the official Eve Echoes Discord. Now going on to the patch notes, nothing really that new in the last patch. All they had were some optimizations with the updated estimate prices based on successful transactions in the market. So that was it. Um, we will be seeing probably another patch notes here uh, within the next day possibly even soon after I post this episode it's that has happened so in official media they have had some Twitter posts uh, I'm normally not on Twitter to check this out but uh, they did talk about their AMA they have some photos on there they talked about the roundtable talk and then also they did post their latest ban notice they have 852 accounts banned as of recently majority of them 41 percent is abnormal anomaly behavior and uh look at this abnormal mining behavior is starting to rise up again 18 percent and uh 36 percent abnormal encounter behavior and four percent abnormal transactions so they're still on top of it banning accounts weekly people are still deciding that they want to cheese the game like that and it's just unfortunate so going into player support news now there was 
um, a single FAQ that was posted by Arrow. And so I'll just go over a couple of the questions and the answers. So the question being, when you activate the weapon upgrade fittings, it didn't change the speed in the fitting page. And the answer to that is, is it doesn't display the fitting page, but it attributes actually activate in the game. So I'm not really sure what exactly they're talking about. Maybe activation time on the weapon up on the fittings. So there's that. Here's this question. Why is the estimate price shown in personal assets lower than the price shown in the insurance system? And the answer to that is, is the estimate price shown in personal assets only calculates the ship's price. But the estimated price shown in the insurance system calculates the ship price and the fittings price. And that does include cores and rigs, and which could be uh, a big contributor in a ship's price. Can a player enter a corporation's citadel or personal outpost if the player got scramble? And yes, it says got scramble. <laughs> the answer to that is a player cannot enter a corporation citadel or a personal outpost when player got scramble so basically saying if you are scrammed um you won't be able to dock up you won't be able to jump gates none of that you won't be able to warp away if you have a warp scramble on you so here's a question how to activate the performance mode in the game and they do tell you to go to the settings, graphics, and turn on performance mode. Then we'll activate a specific condition, such as large battle in a system. Now that doesn't really make sense. I'm not sure, like, I understand the toggle button of it, but it doesn't change anything in the game from what you can see. Um, maybe it does do something in the background that we don't see, but... Um, that's that so yeah that's it for uh player support news and they have nothing for their discord announcements so getting into further so getting into the uh news around new eden this gen fed versus shh war is still going on and uh we're going on just over a month right so Citadels are blowing up. GenFed and SHH are trading blows. And uh, there's, even though we got the holidays coming up, it just seems like everything is uh, going as planned, I, I suppose, right on schedule. There's player-owned stations getting blown up. Trillions of ISK uh, and damages happening. I wouldn't say daily, but it's pretty close to daily. Um fleets are ongoing and the really the the hot spots if you check in the game you know branch esoteria um period basis tinol they uh they're all hot um right now the war shall continue and speaking of the war i did have a couple genesis federation fcs on the show so i'll stop yapping and uh, we'll get on to the interview that i had with them I'm Spymaster, FC of Gen. Hello, I'm Meliodas. I'm from Genesis. I'm also an FC and GenFed. You're listening to Echoes of New Eden. Welcome. Awesome, guys. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. How are you doing? 
Great. Doing wonderful. <laughs> awesome to hear. So yes, we got Spymaster and Mel with us. Gen Fed FCs. My condolences. <laughs> FC, <laughs> you know, I, I don't the the amount of stress and everything that FCs have to deal with, you know, large battle engagements and stress and timers and all this and doctrine stuff. Um I can't do what you guys do, honestly. <laughs> it's just insane uh, amount of work not to mention i barely have the time to do what i do now so uh so <laughs> welcome guys and uh so Spymaster, if you'd like to uh for those who don't know you uh if you'd like to do a brief introduction of yourself sure uh yeah so i'm Spymaster from galactic empire and uh i used to be an old-time eve online pilot and uh came over to Echoes of New Eden when it, uh, or Eve Echoes, sorry, <laughs> when uh, it got released. And uh, I used to be a prolific sort of roamer. I loved roaming around, hunting down ratters and stuff. And uh, Eve Online just had too many hot obstacles to it. But Eve Echoes uh, has been very well for that. So I've been enjoying that sort of gameplay. And how about you, Mel, if you can introduce yourself as well? Um, yeah. Um... So my move to Eve, I, I did not play Eve online before. Um, we were playing some other games with some other friends, and one of my friends were like, "Hey, uh, this game seems to be starting to get boring, so we should probably move on to a new one." I, so that friend, he played Eve online before, and he was like, "Oh, uh, Eve is coming on phone. We should just move over to that one." I was like, "Sure." So. So 20 or 30 of our friends came over to Eve first, and we made our small corporation. Um, it was funny initially, because uh, we had no clue how this game is played. Uh, eventually <laughs> got into uh, GHA, and then uh, in, in OBI, and then Orkin OBI moved out to go to GenFed. Um, so pretty much started from there. Um, started trying doing FC things from, from GHA. It was a long ride. Um, when we came to GenFed, Spy was like doing regular every night rooms. I was like, oh, seems like a cool thing. And he pretty much got faction kills every night. I'll go there. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I used to have sort of the, the slogan of every time I advertised for a fleet to help promote myself to rising up the FC ranks. I was like, join Spymaster Rome, guaranteed faction kill every time. <laughs> well, you did, which is, which is the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed faction kill nice yeah i mean at that time faction kills meant a lot <laughs> like, yeah right when yeah. everyone was, was in cruisers <laughs> yeah hard to believe that was you know six months ago <laughs> now it's like yeah everybody's got them now yeah. and capitals are <laughs> flying around and crazy yeah, yeah faction cruisers now don't feel very impactful when you kill mm. them it's just like ah, mm. another kill i mean even faction battleships it, it feels like ah, another mac like like recently since we started moving north um and in the forward deployment it, that became a thing in our group it's like mac a day like it's like a minimum mac a day <laughs> that you always get not yeah, to a point it became like cap a week kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's we deployed north and we killed like quite a lot of faction battleships and then started becoming a regular thing where we developed Macaday and then uh when capitals sort of released we spent 
some efforts into hunting them down, and we were killing those on a bit of a regular basis to where we were developing Mac a day, cap a week. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we got you guys on. You guys have been FCs for a while now, and uh, yeah, you guys wanted to talk about this, uh, the current state of uh, the war with SHH. So Spymaster, if you kind of want to lead the way in that and kind of discuss on how the war between SHH No and Pantheon went leading up to uh, the events happening nowadays. Yeah, so... Uh... Leading up to the war, um, GenFed was blue to shush, and we had a sort of non-structure aggression pact with No. And uh, we're currently in the middle of like developing some doctrines and stuff, so we weren't quite prepared for when the war started. But we did know that like it was coming from like the aggression things being said, you know, on both sides, and sort of why the pantheon war went the way it did at least from my point of view and perspective was like more of three main factors we kind of were we had like a bit of a diplomacy uh policy issue and then we had a doctrine issue and then third thing was just player general player burnout and so when the war initially started and aggressions happened uh, because of our prior blue status with Shush and our non-structure aggression pact with No, we we kind of had our hands tied on not really being able to go out on the offensive. And um, we were sort of focusing on trying to hopefully wear them out through uh, being an aggressor, if you're attacking constantly, but you're not succeeding on your attacks, it gets very sort of tiring. Um, but the double-edged sword to that is when your attacks are winning, then you get more, you feel boosted. And at the beginning of the war, uh, our sort of non-aggression was working out just because we were holding defense timers. Um, at the time, shush was running a brawler doctrine and we had iron dome uh, a, a sort of armor tanked brawl doctrine that we had developed and swapped to during our s our war with scg and dp and that and so while everyone's brawling it's great but no had their heavy kite fleet and we had seen some of the videos of uh pantheon's engagements with no and we kind of knew like there's there's certain ways to engage a kite fleet when you're a brawl fleet, and there's time strategic points where you have to just concede or you have to make sure you hold. And unfortunately, some of our uh, non prime time SCs just weren't quite uh, caught up with that, even though we were in the middle, like sort of training them up. And so that led to some of the some of the fleet losses, and so not being able to attack, we weren't able to sort of relieve some of the defensive pressure of that no was creating through all these timers that they were generating. I mean, I know for a while there, we kind of joked about how uh, no really stood for no life alliance, 
um, because they're just out there all hours of the day generating these timers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge, you know, pressure on the defense side. And then, so with not being able to create some of our own offensive timers to help relieve on that, um, that kind of then led into our doctrine issues uh, where when Shush swapped in adopted nose doctrine of the heavy kite, um, you know, it's kind of like a rock. One of the things I love with Eve is there's no like set. This is good for everything. It's all very much rock, paper, scissors. And unfortunately we were stuck with this brawl doctrine and it's like only being able to throw out rock in a game of rock, paper, scissors while your opponent can choose whichever. Mm-hmm. So obviously like if they choose scissors, it's great. It works, <laughs> but they're eventually going to choose paper and then you need to be able to adapt. And so we would like Mel and I here, we always get into these long doctrine debates and some of our members that ended up coming in on them were like, Oh, is it doctrine o'clock time? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so, you know, with starting, you know, problems with the doctrine leading to some of the losses on the defense, uh, that then leads to burn, you know, the player burnout, and that's just sort of the, the the sort of fail cascade path that things took, where suddenly, you know, all of your members are forced into these like multiple CTAs a day, um, and it's just not sustainable for your average person. And so even then, when we started trying to go on the offensive, it was a bit too late at that point because who's going to you know, spend four hours on this defense CTA to then go spend another four hours, fly 60 plus jumps away, you know? And so we just kind of got stuck in a hard spot there. Yeah. A lot of people will debate that, you know, with, with it being a mobile game, it's supposed to be mobile friendly, not eight hours a day <laughs> type stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, so this, so you're talking about this, this is during, the Pantheon War was that? Am I getting that right? It, you, this was during the Pantheon uh, War. This is before yes. they fell. Well, so this is this was du- this is during <clears throat> the phase of the war while Pantheon was still there. Um, I mean, the war is still going on. Like, uh, yeah, for us, you know, they, they declared war on us. Less. So it's like, <laughs> until we yeah. come to until we come to terms, it's, it's not over. Um, uh, I'm gonna add something to Spy- what Spy said. Is basically. Um, think there's a misunderstanding of some sort with no as far as my understanding goes we never had a nip we just uh decided uh for for some reason our diplo decided we're not engaging in structure warfare period it wasn't like specific uh particular to no or like even when pantheon attacked no for the kofor citadel we we did not engage uh for for some reason, and again, we've, like from my perspective, uh, we're FCs. We don't decide diplo. Uh, not even like uh, we we do have our opinions that we say that oh maybe we should do this. Um, but again, end of the day, it's not our call to make to actually <laughs> go attack yeah. someone or not. Right, right, right. I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember commenting to to Mel and Wax <laughs> about how like oh I think is this how like a general 
feels in the army when he's consulting with the president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, like... I, I made that comment. I remember because because yeah. I was like uh, Spinos and like in comms there would be plenty of times where like uh, generally uh, since joining Genesis or like the uh, beginning or like as far as I can think of we have never been a very defensive uh, militarily uh, alliance. Like we, we have always been on the, on the offense on forward deployment. And that's what I absolutely love about the alliance and, and how I like to play. Like I love to live in enemy space with a whole fleet where we don't need a ping to be able to do something. Um, generally, that's how we play or we well, love to play. The caveat on that, though, Mel, is that's <laughs> yeah. more of a tactical thing. Like we, yes, Renfed, as it stands, has yet to ever declare war on somebody. I believe exactly, and and that that's why we we were somehow we ended up being in war pretty much always uh, until the the SCG war ended, and then we were like, oh, don't know what to do, so we'll just roam, and yeah, we roam like <laughs> like yeah. So at least yeah. for compared to like. Other FCs, like at least I can say Spy, Wax, or myself, we're daily PvPers. We don't really do anything in this game, right? So <laughs> be like, oh, nothing else to do now. Because like, like, since uh, the GHA fall, uh, even before that, at least uh, Rambo, you might remember, like, we were deployed in cash. Like whole orc was pretty much deployed in cash every day, right? Like we, we, we love this thing. Um, and that, that's how we play, or that's how we fight wars. Um, so it was kind of difficult uh, leading on to the uh, Shush war, uh, or Sh- when Shush declared war on Pantheon and Genfed, uh, and no uh, with them. It, it was difficult for us to not be able to respond, because I know that in, the, in a heartbeat, Genesis will instantly say, don't worry about the structures, just go do what you want to do. But... Again, it's not Genesis structures that are getting attacked primarily. I mean, we did get attacked, but it wasn't barely our structures that we're defending. So we can't just say, oh, Pantheon, don't worry about your structures. That's all. <laughs> so yep. so that's, that's a different way of uh, fighting or, or playing the way, um, like, you attack Orc Citadel, it's not going to be a free kill. Like, we will fight for it. But if you want to blow up Orc Citadel, Blow it up. We'll just remember everyone that came, and we'll just go back. That that's how we play, or at least I personally, or I'm sure Spy or Wax will agree that that's how we like to play. That we'll just go forward to play and live in your space. But but that's not how Pantheon War went for us. Uh, on top of that, obviously Doctrine comes in. Um, we we had Iron Dome for so long, and uh, even before moving on, like we had our Doctrine Genesis Doctrine. Uh, predominantly for during the cruiser times or was drones. Uh, other yeah. uh, was was drones and cruisers mostly and then we started working on this furious navy doctrine that was super fun to roam with it, and it was developed at the time when we could only roam and not shoot any structures so we needed yeah. to be like super agile and be able to uh fight like huge fleets and there's plenty of videos of our, us running furious navy super fun yeah, uh so, we just didn't yeah sorry yeah so so uh Part of that too was like you know sort of what I was saying before about the impromptu time of the the war declarations. We're currently in the middle of developing this you know new fleet doctrine called Fierce Navy, which was more of a small gang to mid gang sized fleet, uh, 
pretty much equivalent to Shush's longbow doctrine. And uh, it's now, you know, now in the current state of the war, it's it's much more developed and it's been working super well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to, on the doctrine topic, uh, I remember I got in a pretty heated debate with uh, Mel here and some yeah. others about, uh, you know, we had the, the Iron Dome and uh, which was the turret, you know, armor brawl doctrine. And so when Shush was onto their heavy kite with nose doctrine, um, I was saying that we needed to do a similar thing, like either adopt their doctrine as well, or I had some of the I nicknames, uh, the Iron Bastion, uh, <laughs> or fighter base kind of thing, where it was like an armor, uh, long range drone control doctrine. But, you know, at the time, uh, we hadn't had a large scale battle yet. So I was shot down on it because, uh, sort of our leadership believes, you know, through the S the experiences that we had with SCG, um, when tie dye kicks in, drones become useless. Um, they just completely break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that. like the, the large K four battle, <laughs> you know, the expectation there was like, Oh, well it'll hit tie dye and then their drones won't work and they'll be screwed. But, Tie-dye hit for a brief moment, and uh, drones kept working. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then so Mel and Phoenix then developed this new, like, alpha, uh, somewhat equivalent to Shush's uh, alpha doctrine. I'll still counter that, Spy. That wasn't supposed to be alpha only, at least from my point of view. My point was, once we hit the critical mass for alpha, We'll just switch back to what we generally do have have the guns. It's mainly to be able to kite and uh, be faster in kiting, which has been working. It's just I agree with your point of view now that we don't need that much and we'll never reach the critical mass of alpha. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But at that point, my point of view was it's it's always a ratio thing <clears throat> that if we think that this is our objective, we can vary the ratio of of drone boats and and the and the uh, uh, turret boats and act differently, which yeah. t- turned out we we you know you just counter with shield field. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean that was one of the big things. Like when they were when Phoenix and Mel were developing this Thor's hammer doctrine, the the rough general idea, at least from Phoenix's point of view on it, was the idea was that you would have all these strike cannon ships. And they did some calculations to figure out like how many were needed to just completely insta-kill a Ferox Guardian. And so the idea was would be that you'd do this massive volley and just completely take out all their Guardians, and then you could just start sniping off all the ships. And I was like, you guys, uh, I really don't like a Doctrine <laughs> that could just be countered by... You know, a couple people reshipping into a few more Ferox Guardians, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, No and Shush caught on to it, and so they, I noticed, like soon after, there was quite a few more Guardian ships in their fleets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it 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 was at the point where I was like, oh, maybe we should swap the ratio, but yeah, it's it's overall what we moved on to 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 do Swarm was, uh, so far, I think the best decision. Yeah. Uh, but again, those things were happening as the uh, as when Pantheon was still there. So 
we were still because we weren't in a big war at that time after SAG, we didn't really get to like field test all of them. So we like field tested all of them pretty much on fire while yeah. all these massive wars being yeah. fought. It, uh, yeah. And I kind of, you know, just to give like a time period perspective on that, like, you know, as Mel alluded to our swarm doctrine, which really is just sort of nose kite, do- heavy kite doctrine and Shush's heavy kite. Um, that's that's very it, it's it's basically it, a mix of every, this and Thor Sammer with the with the speed and stuff, but yeah, yeah, it's slight variations, but <clears throat> yeah. general core same, and uh, that didn't get developed until like after K four was lost, uh, mm-hmm. or get instated, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we can bash our heads on doctrine talk for <laughs> yeah. hours yeah it never ends you know never ends. And, yeah it never ends um so and it's it's a constant circle as well with that too because eventually there's going to be something to counter it and then you got to counter the counter, and counter uh, i mean counter. there's already we we made some changes already to be able to do other things with it um so now it's not tight only but yeah that's there's it, the the ship ship halts will stay right. The fittings will change for different purposes, which has been happening. Yeah, um, and, uh, and so it's always continue. good. Yeah, so, it's always good to have you know that rock paper scissors in your arsenal and yeah, not just yeah. rock. Right. Yeah. Go all in. Go all in on black. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. continuing on our timeline here. So the Pantheon War went as it did, as everybody knows. So when Pantheon went down, what was had? with the war at the time it shh was saying the war's not over yet no was saying the war's not over yet pantheon is there in a middle of their dissolved you know they're regrouping in 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 certain areas some corporations join GenFed. some corporations join no i think and uh others kind of uh huddled up and kind of grouped together and and are doing their own thing so, you know, that is all happening, and there was probably a week or two gap where, like, nothing was happening, and people are like, okay, what are we doing? What's, what are we having to this? It's like, you say the war's not <laughs> over, but what's going on? But then I believe uh, No actually formally did a war deck against GenFed, is that correct? No, yeah. it it wasn't, like, that clearly. It was pretty much... The, the way it led on to, as far as my understanding goes, uh, war for us never ended, in, in theory. It still didn't, because no one... So when Pantheon folded, the if you follow Reddit or different people's comments and such, it was pretty much like, yeah, now it's Jen's time, right? Like, we're, we're, we're going to die. So fine, you know? Uh, what Mama decided was like, oh, we're just going to downgrade our citadels because we've lived in darkness before. They'll just kill our citadels and we'll kill, kill theirs. You know, as I said, like after Pantheon folded, it's the, the pretty much how Genesis fights is like, oh, you know, you can come blow, sh- blow our shit up. We don't need them. Uh, yeah. We'll just go on offense and fight. And yes. this happened. The, 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 we moved our forward deployment and core group of PvP players up north and deployed in Branch, pretty much, Branch and Tanal initially. And we continued making, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 timers a week. Um, it continued. Nothing happened in a sense 
that we didn't drop a citadel, nor did we lose one. But but at, at that time, you'd see all these Reddit comments came out. Oh, North is burning, guys. Ha, 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 and kind of stuff. We were just preparing and knowing the land and stuff. Um, what happened suddenly is like we, we did a pretty much a log off ski, <laughs> I can say, that, oh, we'll take 50, 60 guys, log off in a system. And we, we killed the T-Tech Z Citadel that Shush had in Vale. That was the last Shush Citadel in Vale. Because um, there were so many timers, uh, they wouldn't, like, uh, you know, they can't form CTA every day five times. And well, uh, no and tribe it, defending at the end. Yeah. And part of it, too, was, uh, <clears throat> you know, all the spy stuff going on. Like, we knew that our primary Discord, Alliance Discord, was heavily compromised and so we didn't do a like towards towards the end when before pantheon dissolved uh it was very clear that no and shush were just heavily relying on their spies and so we started sort of taking some actions again to counter it yeah we just didn't ping pretty much but we we had a core group of pvp players that we play all the time with where, you know, we don't really need to ping. We can just say, oh, let's go now, kind of thing. We pretty much play all the time. Uh, yeah, but as far as, you know, what you're saying on that sort of down period, uh, it was it was kind of awkward of, like, it seems like a down time period in the war after Pantheon dissolved for from the perspective of Shush and No, but from Jen's perspective, it was still business as usual. Like, we had downgraded the citadels, uh, which kind of like gave pause to No and Shush, because now they didn't have like a incentive or like a monetary incentive for coming down to attack us. Um, and you know we were like, well, hey, if they come down, all of our citadels, what are they going to do? Are they going to move down south and live here? No. So at some point, you know, we may lose our citadels, but eventually they'll start losing theirs. And uh, and so we had just. Gave up. Not, well, I shouldn't say we completely gave up, but we and no put free a less kills, emphasis. But yeah, yeah, we didn't put care a, about the defense much. We put a less emphasis on defense and just kind of accepted that hey, our citadels are probably going to die, but we're going to go up north and just start laying laying into them as hard as we can, and then that led to like Mel was describing with the T T X C Citadel. Yeah, um, and. And T-Tech Z wasn't individual because we did. I think we did like four log off skis to have this one thing happen, right? <laughs> like leading yeah. up to it, like that night, we reposition fleet, log off, reposition fleet. It was it was hilarious. And finally, when it clicked, No started forming a defense fleet, but they were kind of late on our way back. We we pretty much stumped on them. But then, uh, what happened is uh, after that citadel is when No was like, "Oh, we're very annoyed." We're going to declare another war on them. It's like, well, never ended, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that, that was, we found pretty hilarious of like when yeah. Z died. One, it was a shush citadel, and then No was like, they killed our citadel. Yeah. <laughs> so we're declaring war on them. We're like, uh, I'm pretty sure it says SHH on it. Yeah. When they said it, I, I remember the first two or three days, we attacked pretty much every No citadel that we could find time for. It's like fine. You you want to declare war like uh, separately, like as if it's like a new thing. Sure, you know, I yep. can taste it. <laughs> it's funny. Put them on to the on the chopping block <laughs> list. 
uh, I, I think that's when we killed the capital. Like the first no capital was like, okay, we're going to live there then. Uh, well, so it was, it was a little bit shortly okay. after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so leading, I guess leading into that, the cap kill stuff. Uh, so yeah, around that time, you know, capitals had, had been released. There, People were starting to build them. And uh, I know I was sending out pings to people that I knew and stuff. I was like, hey, any capital intels, like you're, as you're traveling around, do a little scanning. You see a cap anywhere, let me know. And sure enough, uh, the story about, you know, this, I guess the server's second ever cap kill. Uh, sadly, we we're so close for that first one. <laughs> but uh, for the server's ever second cap kill. Uh, I think the third cap, but second incident, cause the, the first two was like one guy losing at the same time or something. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, but I gotten some intel about a Pew carrier that was ratting. And uh, in YTAC Z, and so funny enough, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, let me just burn my Doombringer out out there." And uh, so my, I have an alt that's Chinese named Doombringer that was affectionately named by SCG because I would <laughs> use it to camp systems. And so whenever you know, with the Chinese just loving to talk in local chat. Um, they would always link my alt and then say, bringer of doom here, dock up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I name changed them. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I burnt that alt over to YTAC Z in a, in a dictor and just sat cloaked off the Citadel, like for roughly, I was expecting it to be like, maybe take a couple days or something, but no, sure enough, like an hour or two later, uh, I see him undock in his carrier and then warp to an Anom to go rat. And so we did a quick flash ping and burnt over and caught and killed him. Wow. Yeah. It was funny with the second capital kill, though. It was like one of the CEOs, I think his alt was like just, I don't know, looking around and suddenly pinged in CEO chat like, oh, a capital I was like, delete that shit right now and send me the system. Do not post it there. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then, uh, yeah, then it was, uh, it was another attempt. But then uh, I think Spy got his ult again. And um, yeah, that was, an, uh, that, that was a lengthy fight. They threw with so many battleships at us to, to be able oh, to. So that's for the it. second one. That was for yeah. the second one. Yeah, that was so, the second one. Yeah, after the Pew carrier, uh, we got some other intel of another cap carrier ratting from No, uh, but this time like the Chinese or Korean side of No. And so I d did the same yet. thing. They, they sometimes say that it's yep. not them yet. Yeah. Well, so I mean, that's, well. <laughs> some, that's some political stuff of like, yeah. no, some, when the carrier died, at least on Reddit, no claims like hey that says yet they're not no but yeah. then <laughs> when we were attacking <laughs> them they're like oh no yet is no <laughs> but i mean um, that's that's political stuff and uh you know so it did the same thing you know chinese you know a chinese guy named doombringer just sitting in your system <laughs> and what do you do you're gonna go riding your carrier and sure enough then we caught you know another one but this time what really threw us off was like as we as I caught the one that went out to go rat, uh, I caught oh him off, God. off the Citadel. And so as we're killing him, all of a sudden two more carriers undock. 
and uh and so we're just like oh crap and we we weren't really fit expecting for a, a big fight like it was just a quick gank uh, uh, i remember 11 battle cruisers four cruisers three scepters <laughs> yeah and so we're we were like sitting there on their undock killing killed this carrier tackled you know one of the new ones at the undocked so we're holding it down trying to kill it as they start just streamlining battleships out of the citadel like one at a time into the meat grinder that was our fleet and i guess it, it worked because they i guess they just kept throwing battleships for us to kill over and over that uh it delayed us on trying to actually focus down the carrier long uh, enough to no the, it, it happened go. when they when the other reinforcement fleet together came like about 15 to, uh, some battleships and other ships from another system that's when uh, we lost points because we, we had to like commit to the fight. Yeah, uh, we we wiped that fleet, but but the carriers got to dock. So yeah, didn't have enough. Well, that's <laughs> why I meant like that's funny. prior to their reinforcement fleet coming, yeah. they were just sending ship after ship, and so that delayed us on killing the carrier long <laughs> enough for that new fleet to come. And then we had to shift focus because that new fleet was too much of a threat to not focus on. Yeah, and then so we had a burn. We lost point on the carrier and got away. Right. Well, that and and that was in this whole entire time while attacking no uh, for this this war that's going on too. So you're doing yep. damage to them yeah. uh, in that way too because capitals are stupid, stupid, huge disc sink. <laughs> oh yes, and it it put you know. That was at least from what I've heard from Mama, who you know does most of the Diplo stuff. She was saying like how that was part of their part of the big reason for no backing out was because their Chinese slash Korean side put pressure on them to back out because they didn't like the fact that we were hunting like prolifically hunting down their riders and and carriers. I think it was more the reason actually that. Um... I think they were asked to def- go help defend Shush many times over. Because we put, what, on an average, oh, yeah. when we were in a roll, it would probably be like f- approximately 15 Citadel Hull timers a week. So it's like continuously like, oh, uh, we need to form up. And it was like a lot. No, as far as I know, them being mercenary corporations or alliance. It's yeah, they, it's a bit they of a like, stretch. Be. <laughs> they didn't, I mean, so that, yeah. the the carrier side of things was one pressure point, yeah, yeah. and then and then them being forced into defending no or Shush's space. Yeah, also another timer started popping out, like the Nilf Citadel and the other ones that we started hitting. I mean, cause the thing is, we we play every day. It, we're probably like people that we play with are probably. Kind of no lifers too, kind of kind of sucks. But <laughs> we we play every day for so, so many hours. Like you know, Citadel here, Citadel there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a very regular thing. And the the thing is, regular um, numbers like they have never been able to, as far as I can remember. Like even if they if they didn't blob us completely, we probably never lost a fight on on those small mid scales. Uh, Oh yeah, well, might might be a few. So, 
So, I mean, that kind of leads into uh, one thing that I was requested to mention at one point is the Newt Newt. Our yeah. new, like, slogan. Yeah, what, <laughs> Which, is, what is that all about? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it initially kind of started with, like, so we, when we, our little core group of guys that uh, we affectionately named, like, the Seaman uh, group uh, moved up north and were creating all these timers and roaming around and stuff. Uh, Ozier came, you know, had this idea of, like, well, if Shush has honk, because they're ducks or geese or whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, pay, penguins are down in the south, and, and they say newt. <laughs> so and initially, like, Mom was just like, oh, no. But then it just kind of kept, we kind of kept it going, and it just really kind of caught on. <laughs> yeah, Maz, yeah. yeah, I think she... she... Yeah, blame Ozier, pretty much. Yeah, blame Oz. Like, Mama tried stopping it initially. Then she's like, you know what? I can't stop this. Let's just join. So, <laughs> uh, so the Newt Newt was born. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. All right. So, yeah. And then fast forwarding a little bit. So, you know, the pressure was on with No, and they ended up backing out of this war, kind of leaving SHH to hang with uh with genesis in 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 the recent um perception of this war i guess you could say the uh so what is uh, you guys being genfed fcs what is your guys's perception of this war in its current uh, state um, this still the same war um still the same goal uh, to to have some fights and stuff um I know yeah. after that one, after the last, uh, after the T-Tech Z-Citadel, the other one that we dropped, oh, that was a flash form. Like, I think everyone went to sleep and suddenly um, Koro or someone is like, oh, Citadel uh, anchoring. Or, uh, Even in, we didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, uh, in an hour, I was like, I was almost to bed, but sure, let's, let's do this. Uh, so pinged. And it's like flash form. We gotta go now. Whatever ship you get, you have. I don't care. So I even needed my maelstrom <laughs> from from BKG. Taking basically kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, kitchen sink. I mean, it was ma- mostly fierce navy, but I mean, Mama had a dummy. I had a maelstrom, and we just like took whatever ships we had. Um, I think twenty five ships or something. Twenty five to thirty. Uh, uh, so we went to the SeaTech L system. Uh, which is why the unauthorized term came out, because apparently after we blow, blow, blew it up, it was supposed to be unauthorized. It was funny. Uh, so, so NCT, the cor- corporation, um, huge respect to these guys. They, they tried super hard for, for this Citadel, if you saw the videos and such. Um, they, they brought all the faction ships. I think uh, that night we killed seven back, fac- uh, faction battleships in the first round. Because they fought us three or four times over and over with uh, 40-ish people with battleships and such. Um, so I think we lost one ship or something. I forgot. Uh, yeah, one Vex and 80. But that was like super like quick flash from of 30-ish guys. We just went and uh, killed that Citadel. So that was like, okay, so since we did like, uh, I think T-Tech Z was the week before. So it was like, oh, last week we did this one. This week we did this one. I might be messing up the timeline. Uh, but yeah, we got to do something next week too. And luckily then we, we got three Citadels and the week after we got four. And we'll, uh, 
And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll get I mean, quite a few more this. Yeah, weekend. but I don't, I don't, I don't expect to keep on like three, four at a time. I think most of the reasons the the four thing happened was like they're just all uh, clumped together. Those, yeah, yeah, they are. And another was like uh, those were the corporations because, like, personally, from my point of view, I do keep an eye on the Intel channel. So, like, which are the corporations who comes down south? Um, it's just a personal thing. It's like, oh, you know. Um, well, Saku and them are very predominant roamers, I believe. So, yeah. first of all, felt felt kind of right. Okay, so we're we're gonna go for them. Yeah, and, we got uh, I think... a request from TSC and Mama to to hit those citadels <laughs> too. And you know, part of it too, like the strat- strategic aspect was we've we've kind of noticed through how Shush has been forming up. That oh, also, they had Citadels in Delve, like, that they took over. So that, that was, like, particular, yeah. okay, we're going to go for those guys. But So on the strategic side of things, uh, from our form-ups and how Shush was responding to our form-ups, uh, we kind of noticed that uh, Shush, like, their core is in Declan. And, you know... Fireflies, who they defeated, you know, were sort of Tinal slash Branch area, and it seemed, at least from our perspective, it seems like Shush didn't really care too much for them, and so you know we weren't, you know, initially testing out the waters. Seemed like that was, but but I mean, last two weeks they they brought the heat. That was yeah, uh, some good fights over that area. Uh, one of the reasons why I think we reinforced one Citadel in Declan last week was, uh, was like, they're like, oh, but you'll never come to Declan. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, uh, the, well, the response, yeah. the defensive response is vastly different in yes. whenever we're in Declan versus anywhere else. Yes. And, uh, and so we were getting some really good fights uh, and accomplishing a lot on the Tinal branch side of things. And so now we're starting to work our way towards, you know, Declan. And yeah, I think we'll get closer to move the center. Yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll move to Declan soon. Um, that's what I think. Um, might be sooner than I think, but then there's Christmas and stuff coming, so we'll, we'll see. So your perception of the war, so this is... As- it's going well. Do you think it's going really shitty? I know a lot of people are, um, I suppose, could debate that, and we'll talk about the game performance issues um, coming up. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, for, from war perspective, as as you heard, like, say for a Spy, myself, Wax, or other people, we don't do anything else in this game. So so far, it has been content city. Um, yeah. I, I see no reason to leave. We've. <laughs> We've been enjoying it. Of like, we got our, our roughly like twenty to thirty man band of group of guys uh, that we go out on a regular basis with. Like, we're so regular that I remember I saw a Reddit post that was like, "Oh, uh, I'm sure I'll, we'll see a fleet suddenly spring out of BKG at roughly you know seven p.m. or so, <laughs> you know, Central Time." <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we uh, go back from work, and you know that's the thing to do. And yeah. they've been pr- giving. Good fights, and it's been like super nice to to fight against these guys. To be honest, it's a uh, it's been amazing. I, I see no reason to leave for now. Yeah, it was a little. It was initially a little bit rough on like 
they were forming up super heavy at the beginning when uh yeah. when we first started they would form up these like 150 200 man fleets yeah. to camp to try to camp us in bkg and uh yeah, we had to go on scepters and rome for, for a while <laughs> yeah and so we would just reship scepters in rome or like move have kept a stash of ships somewhere else and then we'll just take our scepters over there hop in those ships and continue on yeah and uh and so that eventually they kind of realized the futility in trying to do that all the time for every single armor timer every single day uh to where now we get these much more even fight like, they're still not even like we end up fighting rough most of the time like our 20 to 30 guys versus their like variable amounts of like either 30 to 60 guys so we'll be we're usually either even numbered or slightly outnumbered or two two to one outnumbered fights but so far we've been coming out ahead most of the time um occasionally uh we'll have a an anchor just suddenly burn into the enemy fleet when not it, intending to yeah um, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, i suppose that can through. cause some havoc uh, yeah we, I, I i remember one of the fights uh, wax was anchor and he was like uh and it was 35 versus 250 i think because because the main fleet was off and we just had like a few guys on the citadel grid where the main fleet uh if I can explain uh, better, because he was uh, with the main fleet, they were lagging with the no bubbling them. But eventually, the main, uh, the shush and no fleet got on grid, and we were like 35. Like, yeah, we'll take a fight. We'll live for a while and then buy some time. And Wax suddenly is like, my emulator crashed, and he's the anchor, and he's like, oh, we're gonna die. <laughs> 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 we did die, pretty much. I think. Uh, it happened with me too at some point. Like it just uh, warped and uh, landed on the enemy bubble. It's like uh, rare cases; things happen. Yeah, um, it always makes things interesting. Yeah, yeah. At some um, point, Spy was like, "Where are you going? Where are you bur- burning towards the enemy?" And like, I don't know. I have no control of my ship. <laughs> 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 Those things happen. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, with this current war going on, and you know, um, I've been asking around and getting everybody's perceptions of it. And you guys have heard the shows in in the past that I've had, mm-hmm. you know. And there's a, there's another key player, a third player, if you will, that is part of this war, and that is the game. So everybody knows that the game is having severe performance issues right now with these large battles and it seems like 200 plus people roughly you know i, I think if a, a i want to say if each side brings 100 people problems start to happen would you agree uh, to that yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty close there a little bit more, i'd say more like 150 to two, 150 200 or so. 200 yeah okay. 200 yeah, so, yeah the, uh, these large battles of local being you know 500 plus let's say you know, um, like uh, a weekend or two ago, these these battles that they're not necessarily happening at citadels, but at gates where, you know, the two fleets c- clash into each other. Um, one jumps mm-hmm. into the other or whatever. And then all of a sudden, everybody is loading in all of these additional ships and they're loading in additional, you know, red, blue colors. Um, drones are yeah. being shot out everywhere. And it's just like this tremendous kind of like server pull you know uh 
it's like using all the RAM on a PC and then eventually it just crashes the RAM, you know, it, it crashes the PC because it's just full, can't handle it anymore. People are jumping into black, black screens and people are jumping into missing their UI and, and uh, this is happening on both sides as well uh, of this war. And um, what, what's your guys' thoughts on these black screens and UI issues? So for me, at least, uh, I've always ran on like a Galaxy tablet or an Android phone. And it's always, I've all, black screens are nothing new to me. Like almost every single major fight I've black screened on, um, you know, all the way back to like the early days of the DP war when we were just like stabbers versus vexers kind of thing. Um, it was definitely one of my big concerns when I first started this game. Uh, I I do work in like sort of the tech field, and so I knew I was like, huh. I know in Eve Online, you know, we would get these huge battles, and I would have a pretty good PC, but it would still strain that PC pretty well. And and then I'm looking at my phone, like I know phones have really progressed, but it sure isn't. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure I don't have like a 3090 in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and so it's part of that is uh, black screens. There's some things you can do to help mitigate the effects of the black screen. Um, as far as like, you'll still get the black screens, but to still be contributing to the fight, uh, there's things to help towards that. Uh, Netties, definitely. I've you know, like I said, since I'm in the tech field, there's quite a few problems i'll run into on they'll see that happens in the game where like oh that should just be a really simple coding fix why don't they do that and um and as far as like game management uh drones even in eve online have always put a huge strain on your system because that's it's just all the more things that the game has to keep track of and you know process and so as much as I really do like this whole like concept of the guardian shield, that's not something that exists in Eve online. And because of that drone metas aren't, I mean, they come and go occasionally in Eve online, but you have a lot more like turret type metas in Eve. And because of the guardian shield stuff, it really heavily discourages like turret based doctrines. And uh, the fact that you know the drones can get inside the shield and and kill people, it heavily encourages you know drones style warfare, which then you know like I said puts more strain on your client and your server, and uh, makes it harder to deal with. And so of course it's going to end up causing more black screens. And so I think like if Netty's really wanted to to help try to improve things, they should try to figure out a sort of game balancing thing to help try to discourage drone drone warfare right. being as good as it is. You know, and now that you, you bring up the, the shield field subject, I heard somewhere, and I, I'm on a lot of discords and I talked to a lot of people, but I heard it somewhere. I want to say that they are looking to nerf that shield bubble in some way. Do you know oh, of any of this? Was I, this part of the AMA or something, or maybe somebody was bullshitting? But I want to say I that haven't that heard on the. I haven't heard the recent AMA, actually. To be honest. Yeah, same. Uh, actually, 
Yeah, so can't really comment on it much. As as long as it stands with black screens and such, I I generally use iPhone or iPads. I, I still have issues. I know it's yeah. like less than other people, uh, but I mean, like, uh, so generally, what I'd say to me, most of the game is what we do every day: those thirty, forty man battles, which I love. Um, but I mean, you know, once in a week or twice in a week. You just gotta suck it up and do it. Can't really change yeah. anything. Devs should take more focus. Well, as far as like the shield field getting nerfed, I think that probably would be a good thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it should get removed entirely or like completely nerfed to the ground. Um, because it, one thing that I love about it is, like I said, it doesn't actually exist in Eve Online, and so Eve Online, you can't really, you can't very well take like a 10 or 20 man fleet and fight like a, a heavily outmatched fight um but this shield field really helps enable that possibility and i love that about about it however in these larger engagements uh i think it's a huge detriment and so i would agree that there should be some sort of nerf to it where it's not really something too usable in these larger engagements so that way it could then enable some more turret-based doctrines maybe the stacking yeah like like maybe somehow make it where you can't stack them yeah uh, kind of thing uh even if you stack maybe like like the penalty like or reduce down the or reduce down the the resistance bonus like it i'm i'm so upset with the, the game devs on it of like this huge favoritism towards shield like yeah. from day one and stuff <laughs> uh it's yeah. so unbalanced towards shields versus armor um i i mean just look at the shield field module versus like the armor link module and the way even the behave. reps even the reps yeah um, if you do rep then uh, it's it's very difficult to like in in say Capitals, if you did the faction war games, I don't own a capital in the right live server, so I don't, can't comment much. Uh, but even in the, the faction uh, war games that they brought capitals, you'd hate armor reps. Like, they're entirely. so bad. Yeah, they're yeah, so it, bad. Normally, <laughs> like, normally as a game sort of developer person, like, it's a simple balancing thing of like, you know, in EVE Online, the way they yeah. sort of balance it is like, okay, yes, the shield gives you hp instantly and it reps more often like it cycles quicker but your trade-off like so that's the whole thing is there's benefits and trade-offs and so that shield field will reps quicker and but you're it's not going to be as efficient like it's, you're going to spend more cap per shield hp healed and uh and you're not going to rep as much like you can't rep as much per second um while an armor repper may be slower but it'll rep so much more and at a much more efficient you know hp to to cap ratio and so like that's kind of the the good trade-off type thing of like okay well this is less efficient so i'll cap out quicker but if i just need a burst of hp and not a consistent amount or kind of thing then that's why I should go shields. Or, oh, I, I this is going to be prolonged. I need something more efficient. I'll go armor. Um, yeah. 
but in this game it's like oh they rep the same amount but this one's like twice as slow <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what <laughs> well then why would yeah. i ever use that yeah well supposedly uh the october balance thing got delayed to uh next year i want to say like april like you know toward the end of quarter one um so yeah. we aren't really entirely sure as to what all is going to get changed back uh in in that time so could shield fields get nerfed possibly i don't know i don't remember where i heard that from also heard interceptors they're gonna get their long-awaited nerf um oh, however yes, that's going please. to However, that's going to play out. I'm not really sure exactly there either. Like, I mean, I like them, but I think they have way, too, way too strong DPS. Yes, for for all right. the extra benefits they well, provide. The yeah. the shield or that uh, warp disrupt minute immunity. Um, yeah. People are saying like turn that into a high slot mod and take one of the guns uh, off. You know, like uh, no, I they, think interceptors are supposed to be yeah, uh, you know, immune to bubble. That's okay. There's well, a lot honestly, of they, to my point, but there's a lot of ideas out there, right? So they have to mm. weigh like all these ideas. Like, is this a good choice? Is this not a good choice? Is this going to break the game? Is this going to kill the interceptor completely? You know, like they they don't want to <laughs> kill it off, right? They want it to be useful in a function that it's designed for. Does it happen to be a little overpowered? Yeah, just a tad. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a well, tad. I mean. It, it really should go the way of the dictor of like it's a tackle ship um and so it should be like almost near non-existent dps but it should have that bubble immunity yeah. with the extra point range but that's the thing that's all it's there for is it's there to quickly catch a target and hold it yeah. not really to kill it by itself <laughs> right yeah. i think the all the, the at least again my personal opinion on this, I just think drop a gun, that's all good, then pretty much uh, reduces the DPS by a lot and does well, all the other things. It has three guns, so if you drop one, that's 33% less. I think it, yeah. I think it needs more, <laughs> a little bit more than that. I would almost say, like, drop two guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be like interdictors, uh, like, like the dictors. Like, I'd hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, like I said, its role is tackle. And I, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, I I, I still want to like them. <laughs> yeah, see, like for me, I didn't know what interceptor was until I hit T eight. You know, so yeah. it's, it to, for me it was new, and uh, knowing that the what capabilities it has, it's like wow, this thing is. I can go to Jita and <laughs> back insane. and carry 1200 you know, M3. Oh, yes. Yeah. And not have to worry about bubble camps or anything. And, and then the DPS output on that and the, the versatility of them. Um, yeah. And then you got a lot of people that are complaining about them. So um, the, the develop, moral of this is the developers know. They, they know about this, this issue with the black screens they know about the interceptors being OP. They they know about this stuff. And really, I tried, and, and maybe Spy, you could kind of back me up on this, is um, they know about these issues, and I'm sure that they're coming up with fixes, but we really just have to be patient on this type of stuff. It can't mm -hmm. just happen overnight. The, the game balancing stuff could definitely happen sooner. Um, that's more like you got to just put in the work to 
run some tests on it and also determine like what it is that you're trying to achieve. The black screen stuff, however, I I honestly don't see that ever going away. Um, like I said, in EVE Online, in these larger battles, even my higher-end PC would struggle sometimes. And so, uh, you know, your phone is not going to be nearly as good. Like, it, the technology has definitely advanced a lot, but yeah. I think they're going to be more limited on that aspect of, you know, their client, how good of a device are they using. Well, yeah, and, I, I, I don't know, think it'll be able to get rid completely, but I think, like, perf- this performance mode, they have the right idea, but it doesn't seem to be working correctly. It almost seems to be l- worse than it was before. This. Like well, what I think is say somehow it has gotten worse over time. So it's probably not only the the phone because uh we had even larger battles. Well, like beginning of the game, we had even larger battles without much less problems. So part of that comes into again sort of some of my tech background on it of as they've been developing this game, that's more code on the game which means more memory consumption, which then is lowering your performance. And and also, like we were talking before, with the more proliferation of drone usage, that too, like before <clears throat> the older battles were more turrets versus turrets. But now all of a sudden, each ship is looking like it's five extra ships. So now you're, you know, before yeah. you could handle this 700, like 400 v 400. Well, now that 100 persons with, each five drones is looking like that same 400. Um, I mean, even then, Spy wasn't like, say, when we flew Vexers and stuff, we were pretty much all drone meta. Uh, and with, like, what, 500, 600 people fleets. You know, I, I just feel like that it has gotten worse over time for some reason. Yeah. 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 And like I said, the as the game develops, it consumes more of your device's yeah. resources. Yeah. Well, um, they're getting a lot of complaints, you know, content creators. I've been talking about it for weeks. The community's been talking about it for weeks, you know, comparing it to the Chinese servers saying that they can have 1500 man battles and run flawless. And, you know, you've heard all of that, right? So, yeah, yeah, the, you know, I, I just have to stay optimistic and say, you know, they, I don't know if we're going to end up like seeing, minecraft type squares on a game or if the game's just going to turn black and white and just rid all the color something is got to happen if it gives a better better large battle ability i'm fine with that yeah (laughs) yeah and, and you guys as fcs it's like you you guys aren't watching your ship you guys are zoomed yeah. out. You're watching the entire bubble, uh, and you're and you're fighting against this other bubble, or you're trying to attack the citadel, or whatever your objective is. You're not looking at your ship like you, as if you're ten feet away. You, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, no one should. But really, yeah. I, in, in a in well, a in a yeah in a situation like that, yeah. you need to be zoomed out so you can see what all is going on. Yeah, exactly. Course. And yeah. you need to see like how the direction of the battle is going. Uh, you know, are you winning? Are you losing? Is are you accidentally burning off? Like, are you positioning wrong? Uh, 
kind of thing. Yeah. Right. But and even then, now that I think about it, the black and white thing, that may not be so good because then you could start targeting blues and then you have to, you know, look at the little plus or the minus, you know, or the little <laughs> star to see if they're your corp or something, you know, um, because they're not green yeah. anymore. They're a, they're a shade of gray. You know, I mean, hey, we can be black and the enemy fleet can be white. I mean, I don't mind. Whatever makes it better. I, I, I don't it's, think the color of the icons yeah, really yeah, I don't think it matters. that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving an example. I'm spitballing here. I'm Whatever works. Some, yeah. some sort of fix, right? Yeah, let's see something like in a During direction. the peak of SCG war, uh, uh, I think the ZID battle and such, uh, we tried doing something like there is an op- uh, there's an option to remove objects and everything else from the scene, and you zoom out and you don't see anything. You just see your overview. Uh, so we tried doing that. Only FCs would have the, the like overviews loaded and and the objects and such. Um, it it's it sort of helped at that time, but now even overview doesn't load uh, sometimes. Right. Yeah. Makes it more frustrating that you can't even do that. So it's it's tough. I, I hope they fix it quick. Well, um, I I I just like to you know all everybody listening, all the players that we fly with. I just want to say let's just be patient. You know, continue to fleet up and and support your alliances in these battles, in this war. You know, uh, help your comrades, even if it does end up in a black screen and losing your ship. Uh, your presence is needed you know so yeah yeah um, even if you are sitting there just staring at a black screen you're still contributing by being there yep so like it, it's, it is it's actually a noticeable other thing. ship it's it's one other ship that your enemy fleet will have to go through so no no matter it's, it's just as i said like the whole we do what you want you know it's not like we have these major fights every day like, you know, enjoy your fights like we do our small, middle-scale uh, fights. Enjoy the game. And then, yeah, you know, once or twice, we have these large-scale battles. Just suck it up, you know. Be there for your yeah. lives. Fight it. And, and move on. You know, Hopefully, the game, game gets fixed. And I, and I touched up on that uh, on the last episode when I was talking with Sheev. is like, you know, the, uh, the game runs pretty much flawlessly at any other aspect you know what depending on what you're doing it's like only mm-hmm. it only happens in these large battles like how how often are you actually doing that you know otherwise exactly. otherwise it's just like once the, a week yeah once a week okay um but your other gameplay is flawless just about so yeah um, i i don't want to dwell on that you know too much i just want to <laughs> get your guys's perception on that being um on the side of the war that you guys are so you know happens to both sides you know uh for the for the pilots that do get black screened you know um you stick with it you know and uh yeah we're, we're all yeah. in this for the long run right so we all gotta exactly keep on keeping on so we are just past an hour so if you guys um if you guys have any closing thoughts or shout outs and uh we'll, we'll close it out from here yeah, sure. Um, I would actually give like big shout outs to Tishrish and No for uh, continuously bringing the fight. Like it's been relentless, to be honest. Like uh, I know myself, Spy or Wax or other people, we're we're probably crazy. We play every night and try to try to get a fight. Uh, 
most of the time, I'd say, like, even during SCG or post-SCG, where most of the nights, we wouldn't get fights. We'd just, like, roam around, and it's like, you know, we'd gank people, but not, like, fleet fights every night. Uh, yeah. with, with Shush, and uh, even when we were fighting against No uh, actively, it, it was a blast. It, it has been a blast, and mad respect for, to, to all these guys who, who organize and come, come for a fight every day. Um, appreciate it. Same for the people that fly with us from, from the Genesis side. Um, love those guys. Um, have, an, have a wonderful community to, to play with. Um, super fun. Uh, I know black screens and, and all, once in a week sometimes it, it kind of sucks. But other than that, it's been a, been a wonderful time. Yeah. And uh, just shout out to, to all the, the Salty Seaman crew. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. And uh, <laughs> And everyone just keep bringing the fight, you know. Like Mel was saying, uh, props to Shush for like, no matter what, they'll they'll at least always form up some form of defense, and yeah. uh, and so it's made it a lot of fun. All right, guys. Well, I uh, I had a blast talking with you guys, and uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. So I thank you, and uh, until we meet again, and uh, well, fly safe out there. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. I do have a YouTube channel. Like and subscribe that for future videos. And if you would like to sponsor the show, please reach out to me on Discord. Being a sponsor gets your corporation ad out there for listeners of the show who may be looking to join a corp. Also, if you wish, please join my Discord. That is where I do my roundtable talks when I do do them. I post all of my episodes there. I have a guest list shown, and you can also post your very own corp ad. I'll leave that link to this Discord in the description. And yes, the shoutouts to our other content creators. So if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on with the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube and his show, Echoes from the Front. That's where he goes over game announcements, patch notes, alliance drama, battles, and much more. I also want to give a shout out to Sky News, the premier Russian news outlet. If you haven't checked out their channel, go check it out on YouTube. Yes, it's all spoken in Russian, but they do include English subtitles in their videos. They also have a blog in which the text can be translated to your preferred language. Go check out Let's Play the Game at, over at Sky News. So thank you everybody for listening. Take care, fly dangerously, and I shall see you next week. <laughs>